This short is brought to you by Lens Protocol. One of the models that I've seen carry on, uh, I think like year over year, is the concept of involving your holders or your, your audience now into the day-to-day or into the month-to-month of your operation, giving them a voice, cosmetic-level governance to what that sort of looks like as, as the network, the DAO, the community as a whole grows. But I still struggle with integrating collectors and I think there's there's a layer to it. And I'm curious to get your perspective, Zach, because as as someone who runs, I guess, like a, a small media company, what feels like a, a side hustle many times, um, there's a level of me always thinking, like, to what extent should I involve my pin collectors and my podcast NFT collectors? And how do I do that by retaining control and, uh, I guess, curation over over my methods? Because... There's a reason why people tune into my stuff. They enjoy my content. They enjoy the guests that I curate. If I start opening that up to other people to make decisions based off that, that maybe will take away from the fun as me, as a creator, kind of like hosting the entire operation, right? And creating the content. And it might dilute the sort of the, the speed in which I can execute, right? Yeah. How do you think about that? Do you, do you struggle with that, with that pain or is that just me or what, what are your thoughts around that? No, I think that's that's definitely real. Um, and it's definitely a risk anytime you're kind of taking a little bit of creative control out of the hands of the creator by themselves. But I was just chatting with someone who kind of runs uh, a newsletter, right, built around news. And it's he had kind of the same experience where, and I'm sure you have, where it's like people will watch your stuff or listen, and maybe you get hit up with questions or comments, and you're like, oh, I had no idea that that person, you know, someone who could have like a really deep understanding of, of one niche, uh, in his case, it was like rural farmers in North Dakota, like read his newsletter and was like, oh, this is very interesting for this reason. You should ask about this, this. But he had already done the interview. And so it's like, uh, how could that have made that interview better is like a thing. Not necessarily take away from any like creative control and how you present maybe what you get in an interview or something like that, but just additional information, additional context that makes something better. So, yeah, I, w- I would agree. I mean, like it's it's a danger anytime you give that up, specifically for us at Coinage, you know. I am the host of the show. We ask our community a lot of questions in terms of, hey, we have this person coming on. What do we think about questions that might be good to ask? Um, And season one was obviously kind of built around what I thought were big questions to answer in 2022. Season two is going to be all kinds of different stuff in terms of what does our community really want us to pursue here? What projects do we want to dig into? What do they think? And, And if you think about the ability there, right, I guess it's pretty show specific. And it would come down to like what the creator really wants to do. And certainly this model doesn't fit everything. I don't know if it would fit breaking news very well, but I do think that like a last week tonight meets crypto. Like, again, we have an audience and most of our NFT holders are like web three founders. The co-founder of Netflix is actually one of our NFT holders. So like he's surprisingly deep in web three as well. Um, and intrigued by what we're trying to do, but it's like, okay, if we have a community of people who understand crypto, and again, I'm not an expert, I'm brave enough to admit I'm not, but I know some things about certain niches in crypto. And if we can piece together a network of uh, co-owners who are all experts in their own kind of mini fields, then we can produce a show that gets things right. We can produce a show that maybe flags things ahead of other outlets, right? We can produce a show that's better on the whole that way um, while still maintaining, I think, our voice, right? Uh, And still maintaining kind of my fingerprints on the thing. And I don't think that that ever goes away, especially if you've attracted an audience that enjoyed what you did when it was just you, kind of what we did in season one, right? Most of this is is coming from people who who saw our content and wanted to get involved. Right. And now as we put out the public uh, mint, 
uh, a lot of people who have come to us because they saw our content online. So it's, it's kind of stepwise. You know, I think a lot of these decisions we made along the way to make sure that we maintained um, some of that brand vision and, and image of the show. And I think that'll carry over now as we grow. Uh, our, our stable of co-owners. What's up, guys? Thank you for listening. If you've gotten this far, then you are a champ and I owe you a free listener pin. Go to adamlevy.io forward slash NFT, fill in your info, and I'll distribute the NFT towards the end of the season. By collecting your pin, you prove your contribution to the season and get exclusive access to content, allow lists, and more. So be sure to collect yours. Also, please make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. This helps me out so much. And finally, hit me up on Twitter at LevyChain. I want to hear what you're building, the latest crowdfund you're trying to complete, or if you simply want to chat. I love talking about where crypto meets the creator economy, and it's no different if it's coming from you directly. So thanks again for your support. It means the world, and I'll see you on the next episode.